This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What was it that they used to say on Dad's Army? Don't panic. A second defeat of the season for Nigel Clough's men at home to Crew Alexandra on Saturday afternoon saw a little bit of panic hit social media. Was that due to the defeat? Was it due to not getting a shot off? Was it due to injuries and lacking personnel? One thing's for sure, with only two league defeats this campaign, there's nothing to worry about. The Stags still sit in second place in Skybet League 2 with games in hands over leaders Stockport and, well, let's face it, are nowhere near as bad as they have been in the past. Yes, they could do with a little bit of transfer activity, but things are still looking good. It's time to keep our heads and just jump on the rail replacement services. Let's get in a striker, let's refocus and go again as we head to Morecambe. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for some positivity. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Just going to prove a point that we do do podcasts even when we've lost games. Yes, to the one crew fan on social media that replied to our tweet saying, I bet you don't do a podcast when you lose a game. Well, here we are. And it's not just me ranting about the defeat. It's you guys at home in the comments as well. And alongside me here at Mansfield Matters HQ, let's say hello Good evening and welcome to Mr. Alan Wilson, who will talk and say a little bit more than just hello, so I can check that he sounds okay in my ear. Hello, good, ev- good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Hello, testing one, two, three. Very well done. And Jim, hello as well. Hi, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's okay. You need to say more than that. More than that? Yeah, more than that. <laughs> testing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> And that works. And to be honest, if you can't, it works. Let's be honest. Uh, if uh, if it doesn't work and you can't hear it, um, blame Cam. 
we can blame Cam, can't we? He's not on this week, is he? He's <laughs> not. No one can. No one can. No one can. What? He's what? Yeah. Is, is he? He's, he's what? Is he, lad? Is here he is. Two weeks in a row. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, positive. Um, yeah, I, I played around with my background uh, the last couple of weeks, so I've kind of just been busy and job hunting and other things that seem to have fallen literally every day that we've done a podcast. But I'm back, a second week in a row, and shock horror. We've lost and Nathan's not here. And so, he, did, he did promise, didn't he? I and mean, he is watching as well because he's literally put something in the comments. So I know he's watching. I know he's there. If he's watching, he can do the podcast. He did promise that when we lose a game, he'd come back on. Still no sign of him. I think there's more chance of us signing a striker in the next hour than there is of Nathan coming on this podcast. And I'm confident that we won't be signing a striker in the next hour. So yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, your, your background moving around, by the way, hasn't worked because we can still see his face. So anyway, shall we talk all things stag, shall we? Cam, no, it is lovely to see you as always. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it is lovely to see you as always, and you're always welcome. You always know that. It's just a shame that you actually can't be here in person um, and, and, you know, and joining us in HQ. Uh, will you be, uh, hopefully you'll join us uh, next week where I can get away with taking the mickey out of you because obviously, you know, it's a very special day next week. Anyway, more on that later on. Um, shall we talk defeat then, gentlemen? Because we were sort of talking, weren't we, before the game, um, Alan, a little, and before the podcast, sorry, about our thoughts and feelings towards it. And we were all sort of left a little bit bereft and uh, a little bit um, frustrated. But in reality, it's our second defeat of the season. Second defeat of the the whole season. What, 24, 25 games now? Two defeats. Yeah, it's just, there's no need to hit the self-destruct button. I mean, we were all disappointed. And like I said earlier on, before we came on here, it was the worst goal I've ever seen Mansfield concede. It was so poor. You know, they were just, I think they were trying to be Manchester City and passing it about instead of putting it in row Z. But there's no need to panic. Don't let's hit the panic button, guys. You know, we're still there. We're second. Let's keep positive because uh, it'll turn it around on Saturday at Morecambe. Jim, it's one of those goals, isn't it, where you, when you, you see Mansfield concede it, where you're just sort of so frustrated with it because we're so used to that sort of passing style, but not that far back. If you're passing it around, on the edge of your own goal line inside your six-yard box, you're asking to concede, aren't you? Well, you remember back to your school days. It's, they tell, it's one of the first things they tell you at school is you don't mess about with it in your own box. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's schoolboy, isn't it? And it was just... You, you look at... You watch the highlights from the top leagues around Europe, you know, every weekend, you know, and you'll see teams, multiple teams, giving goals away like that. It's the way football seems to have gone. I don't particularly like it or subscribe to it, but, yeah. It was about... Very frustrating afternoon, Cam. It, it's one of those, isn't it, where, like we say, in hindsight, it's only the second the defeat of the season. But I think a lot of the negativity, and there was only maybe a, a small, maybe thirty percent negativity of the whole, in the whole context of it all. But I think a lot of that comes from, like Richard says in the comments, it's the first time we've failed to score since Wimbledon, um, God knows how many games ago. Also, with the injury news that has sort of been bubbling it looks like you know it is going to be a long one now for resoats callum johnson's also probably not going to be back till early march as well so I, I guess when you take those combinations and put those together you can understand a little bit of the frustration uh yeah and the goal on saturday it was frustrating because we don't 
particularly start. We have shaky starts. You think Notts County, for example, first 10, 15 minutes there, we weren't brilliant, but we had time to to fix that, and we and we did on Saturday. And if we if we're totally totally honest, we should have won that game on Saturday. Yet again, we've created chances, very good chances, and wasted them. So obviously the frustration is there because we conceded a soft goal, but we'd got. 90 more minutes, 90 plus minutes to fix that. And we just wasted chance after chance after chance. And we can sit here every day of every week talking about Mansfield Town wasting chances, even if we win a game. Well, that's when we've won a game and we're wasting chances and it's now cost us one. And yes, it's only our second defeat of the season, but it is still very frustrating just the way that we've, way that the game panned out the biggest thing i think is definitely the injury situation jim i think with reese out sort of uh looking like it's gonna be out long term callum johnson like we sort of said looking eight to ten weeks so that puts him probably early march um it's not really gonna have a lot of time to sort of come back and make an impact just when he was getting into his stride as well the transfer window is open there are numerous rumors of a striker and even though two weeks ago it's funny isn't it how some things come to bite you back on the backside we were sitting in this room and I in particular was sort of saying, I don't think we particularly need anyone. But that was before Reese Oates, the diagnosis was, was was there and it looked longer than what it actually is. And now I think we'd all just breathe a collective sigh of relief, wouldn't we, if uh, we did bring in a striker. Not necessarily one who's going to score you 10, 15 goals between now and the end of the season, but more for a presence and an option than anything else. Oh, definitely. Um yeah, and I think we will. I think we'll bring in two, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the positive is that it's happened now and not in the second week of February. And I, th- I think the positive from Saturday's defeat is, I think, if we'd have drawn or won that game and still wasted loads of chances, all the cracks would have been papered over and we think everything's fine because we won. Because we lost, it laid it, out, laid it on the table bare where we're short. And I think at least it's happened now, early January. And I think hopefully it will give the club that push to go and you know bring two players in. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. The other push, Alan, is also to the players within the dressing room because we've seen it historically in previous seasons when you're on the crest of a rave and sort of riding high and then you sort of get a little bit of a rock and a defeat. You don't like the taste of it after so long. So actually, it does spur you on and think nobody in this dressing room wants this feeling again. So it drives that extra 5% and sort of recharges the batteries without actually having to plug them in. And I think we'll see that on Saturday because all the you know interviews that you hear, everybody's so positive. There's no negative comments at all, or not that I've heard anyway in the interviews. You know, there's a bubbling atmosphere in the changing room. Everybody's happy together. If they can't get in the side, they're quite willing to sit on the bench until it's their turn. And it just seems to be a positive place at the moment. But I'd be more concerned if we weren't getting the chances. Admitted, we're not taking them. But if we weren't getting them, I would be concerned. Keep your comments coming in. Have your say on your team throughout the live feed tonight. Drop a, in, uh, drop a comment in there and we'll have a little read of it, whether it's uh, a crew-related comment, any comment about the transfer window, etc., etc. Anything Mansfield-related, drop it in the comments and have your say on your team. Uh, I'll come to a few of them in just a second. Uh, but, Cam, I'm going to come to you. Obviously, there's a lot of rumours swirling around at the moment. There was a almost a cryptic t- tease from one of the Stags directors on uh, social media earlier on. Are we about? Are we about to to land Lee Gregory on loan as uh, 
certain Twitter agents uh, are coming or are we just putting two and two together and getting Nathan's favourite number five? I, I'm I'm sort of torn between the two. I, I think that there, is, there will be something potentially in it. I think it's always... He's one of these players that we get linked with every so often. I think we had it last season, previous seasons before that. Um, and it'd be a perfect time to bring someone like him in, for example. I think it would be a good addition. Right? It's not sort of like it's not going to be the 20-30 goal a season striker like some of our fans are wanting, but it will be a little bit towards that. But it's all around just getting another body in the door and it'd be a, a very good addition. But saying that, there's no real credible source that's reporting it yet. So, for example, I think it's Pete O'Rourke is usually one that's pretty on it, not seeing anything from him. There's a few others, but it just seems that it's these sort of like call themselves ex-agents. And it's like, oh, anyone could say, I could set up right now an ex-agent profile and and say Messi is going to sign for Mansfield Town tomorrow. But you know, you've got to make it a little bit credible. I mean, there is like there is a credible link with Lee Gregory, obviously with Aidan Flint and the fact that he's played for us before and the fact that he's local. So you've got to make it a little bit credible. Exactly, but it, it, it's just an e- another easy one to go with. To be fair, Flint just came out of nowhere. Whereas this Lee Gregory one, this has been rumbling on for the last couple of weeks now and there's still no 100% credible source no one's been able to say actually where it is other than supposedly have seen him at the rh supposedly have seen him in mansfield well you might have seen him in mansfield because he'll still have family that live in mansfield and oh shock horror he's from mansfield so he might still come to mansfield to see family or do whatever so it doesn't mean he's signing for us i mean i, I don't want to stir the pot alan but i did drive past the monk said him on my way home early today and i did see the number play l33 G-O-Y. <laughs> so am I onto something or what? <laughs> well, you could be, providing you tell him the truth and you not keep winking. Where's that master tune? That's, that's just a tick in my eye. I don't know what we're talking about. Well, the, the club are very good at keeping things coy, though, aren't they? Usually, if we've been linked with a player, it usually means we're not going to sign them. And you, is, is, how often do you see a signing and, and the, the first time you've ever heard their name is when they're holding up the scar. So I would take it all with a pinch of salt. Yeah, everything in, so. everything in January is always a pinch of salt. Right, let's go to uh, a few of the, your guys' comments. Uh, keep them coming in. Have your say on your team. Uh, Richard says, Evening, guys. I take full responsibility for the defeat to crew last Saturday. I've been bragging to all my mates in Sheffield, Wednesdayites, Blades and Rotherham fans that we'd be top come Sunday, Saturday evening. Sorry. And so you should be. But we'll forgive you. I also blame the... I mean, it's never a good sign when this, this happens... Uh, uh, Jim, you will have uh, seen the guy um, <coughs> next to me. I sat down and the guy next to me, I'd never seen him before. He said, uh, I've come and taken such and such a seat today. I've not been all season. We're probably going to lose. Yeah, that's, that's a good start, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I don't know what to say to that, really. but It's not a good start, is it? I, I must admit, before the game, everyone was thinking, yeah, we're going to win. We're going to get top. You know, 3-1, 3-0. I, I think I said, yeah, 1-1. And that, that was the best. I, you just you just could feel it. And uh, I did think we'd get a, a point, even when they scored, to be honest. And I was disappointed we didn't even score. But we're struggling at home, aren't we? Let's be honest. We're just struggling to break teams down. We can always keep the ball out of the net if we really 
you know, get on it, but we're struggling to break teams down at home. I think everybody's coming with a game plan, aren't they? Mm. And if that's the case, you know, they've got to find a way around that. Yeah. I yeah. think that's something, uh, Alan, which you just hit the nail on the head, really, with that, because the one thing I walked away from um, One Core Stadium um, on, on Saturday was that thing of teams are going to do this now. The more the league we get, the more longer unbeaten we get, teams are going to come and sit, put five players across midfield. They know we like to play out. They know we don't like to hit it long. So they're going to press us high, which is exactly what they did for the first goal, give us no option but to try and play out. And then when we do try and play, they're so compact in there, mm. we've got absolutely nowhere to go. And I do think there's going to come a time where teams will be just coming and you just know what's going to happen. We need to find that other way around it because teams have figured us out. And I think it will. And I think that will happen. I don't know whether that's uh, one of the reasons why Nigel was sat in the Bishop Street stand to get a different view, a different perspective, on, uh, perspective should I say, on things. I'm not sure whether it worked or not, but I'm sure there's irons in the fire and I'm sure it'll be sorted because uh, he knows what he needs it's and I'm sure he'll get it. Sick of looking at that stand. That's way worse sat in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or that, or he loved Jordan Barry so much. He wanted to be so close to him. You know, he was close to him first half. Close to him second. I don't blame him at all. Cam, uh, let's stay on that particular topic, though, of uh, teams coming to try and nullify us and uh, really compact that midfield. And I actually think there's a few teams that have done it well this season, but I actually need to, to hold my hands up and say, crew did their homework, and I think it's probably one of the best sides I've seen in terms of defending against what we can do at home. They gave us very, very little. Yes, we created chances, but we didn't put the ball in the back of the net. They stopped us. They frustrated us. They pressed us high and they got their, their due rewards from it. I think we've maybe a little bit guilty of having short memories, to be honest, because you think back to New Year's Day and Stockport fans are feeling exactly the same as we are right now. They were f fantastic at home and we and we did a job on them and somebody's come and come to the one call and, and done it to us. So you can see teams, regardless of who it is this season, whether it's a team up near the top or up near the bottom, you're going to know exactly how we're going to play. And it is all just part of football. You've got to, you've got to take it sort of like just game by game, but you've got to know that teams are just going to come and, and set up and, and not let you play. You look at uh, Rex, even Wrexham when they came in the league, they, just we we should have won that game comfortably, but we didn't take his chances, and they defended relatively well. Um, when we went to Notts County, all right. Other than the first ten minutes where we let them have too much of the ball, but other than that, we didn't let them have a sniff. We made them play it from the back every time, not letting them go long, not letting them go straight through the middle like they have done for every other team this season. So. It is frustrating, but we've done it to plenty of other teams. It's just, like you said, it's just finding another way around it. I think it was the first time, Jim, that we'd sort of maybe seen a little bit of our vulnerabilities uh, on, on Saturday in terms of not quite having the rub of the green. We're so used to it this season. We've missed out terribly, I felt, with his, his pressing and, and the way he sort of leads from the front at times and he's running and getting into channels. And because he was absent, you know, players like Davis Keeler Dunn were having to sort of do that role and get a little bit wider. Like me and Alan have said numerous times on this podcast, it's not really the game where he's effective in doing that. And I, I don't know, I, I just felt it was the first time this season where even though with all this squad depth that we've got, um, it's just one of those where we, we just couldn't put a finger on it and just had no answers. 
I think that lack of pace was definitely definitely a problem because it, it changes the entire tactical outlook of the game, doesn't it? I mean, just Oates just needs to be on the pitch and he frightens defence to death and they drop deep, whether he touches the ball or not. And I think that's definitely a problem when he's not when he's not playing. But um, someone told me at work actually a stat this week. I think Wrexham have scored twice the amount of goals at home that we have. So I think there is definitely a goal scoring problem there. But there is definitely a you know a real template on how to come and stop us now at the one call definitely. Keep your comments coming in. Have your say on your team. Uh, Martin in the comments has said, in my opinion, we're playing far better away from home. Uh, I think the result certainly reflects that a little bit, Alan, as as well. But maybe that's because we've got a little bit of freedom. We, you know, we know that it's the, the, a thing with home games sometimes that we can be a little bit tense when things aren't quite going our way. We really need to find that that balance. Yeah, it, it, it might be the case, you know, that when we go away, you know, they have to try and stop us because it's all guns blazing, isn't it? Usually they start pretty well, and then you know they finish all the way through the game. And they're not doing really. They're doing really well away. But one thing I will say that uh, from the home game, just one point from there, a lot of people on uh, social media are saying how tired Aikens looked, and I, I just feel sorry for the bloke because he gets pulled from pillar to post, don't he? He must have a shirt three times as big by the time he gets off the pitch. The, pro- the problem with that though, Jim, is the fact that we've we're relying on him at the minute because mm. Oates is out. Yeah. Um, you've. Will Swan's clearly not up to, to scratch or Nigel Clough doesn't seem to, to fancy him or give him the opportunities. The only other option we had with, with injuries and what have you was, uh, was Abdullah who would, had played for the, for the 18s earlier that day. So mm. you, you're limited to, to what you can sort of get out of him as well. So he's, And then you, you, the only other option probably is Jordan Barry. But then you've got Callum Johnson missing at right back and all of a sudden you're spinning plates but you're just putting tired legs up there. You're running at half speed. Yeah, when he's not been playing Aikens this season, we've seen how much we've missed him. Yeah. But I just echo what Alan said. He's he's been kicked all season, terribly so. And it, There's no rest part, is there, no, for Blow? You know, no. even with the officials, they just don't, they, they don't help him out. No, as, yeah, they, they don't protect him at all. I mean, we don't want bias, but they're not no. even... It's ridiculous. And uh, you can see it sat right up in the Greaves office. But uh, I agree. He's, he's, apart from Barry, I think who could do that role, but he's been deployed elsewhere. There's no one really who can play that role. And um, since Hawkins left, I think we've been short of that sort of big unit up front. That's the uh, Jim Hawkins bell. Every time he's on, he always mentions Ollie Hawkins. Uh, Cam, I'm going to talk. Uh, I want to stay on that point, actually, because we were sort of, debating whilst we were making a coffee downstairs um, about the Lee Gregory situation and whether or not Mansfield need him because we we felt as a collective that his game doesn't necessarily suit the type of football which Mansfield play. But on Jim's point there, what he made about having someone to hold the ball up and be a little bit of rough and tumble, Actually, when you think about it, Gregory will sort of suit that, that role a little bit more. And it also means that we don't have to break glass in case of emergency and chuck Aidan Flint up front. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I, I th- I've, I've got to feel sorry for Lucas Aikens on, on Saturday and Aidan Flint, to be honest. Uh, every time the ball went in the box or anywhere near the box, they were just getting pulled pillar to post. And to say how soft Crawley got a penalty earlier this season, a couple of weeks ago. I'm bemused how we didn't get one on Saturday because 
poor old Aiden Flint and Lucas Aikens, yeah, they must have had a shirt three, four times the size. Just every time the ball went in the box, just being pulled and kicked and, and wrestled. And to say the officials are supposedly cracking down on it, you're not seeing it. And I'm, it's not trying to make excuses, but the, the frustration is quite clearly there for someone like Lucas and for Aiden because they both kind of just sort of like every time when the ball gets booted back up other end at field, they just stood there like this to officials, like, what am I supposed to do? And it is it must be so frustrating. Peter put in the comments, uh, Alan, about um the only option that we seem to have when we're struggling is putting Aidan Flint up front. And I think like Cam said there, it, it does sort of give you that target of we might try and get a free kick or a penalty out of it, but sometimes the referees don't want to know. But for me, it it smacks of desperation when we when we put him up there. I think we even if we don't bring somebody in, I think we've got other options. We thought this about Hawkins. Yeah, which we, we could sort of uh, throw up there. And I don't know, when you, the more early on in the season, when we saw Flint go up front or stay up for five, ten minutes after a corner, you're thinking, all right, yeah, it's it's not so bad. But now it gets like the 60-minute mark. And I think I turned to uh, uh, to the guys that I sit next to and, and to my dad and I went, it's only a matter of time before it happens. And it inevitably did. Yeah, I just think it's a shame as well because when Swanee came on, he had that, He'd only been on about a minute or two minutes and he had that chance. And if he'd have been on a little bit earlier, I know this is all hindsight, if he'd have been on that five minutes, ten minutes earlier, he might have been able to control it that little bit better and put it in onion bag. But, you know, he'd only just come on it like, you know, he was like a bit perplexed, if you like. You know, he'd, oh dear, what do I do here? You know, he'd only just come on, hadn't he? The trouble is we've got at this um, time of season, is Jim, is the fact that we can't really afford to give players time to develop and come into their own now. We're at a critical stage where every point matters. We need to keep the pace against our um, opponents Sorry. and things like that. Go Just on. jumping in. Have we signed yeah. him? We have got signing news. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you've you've got it in front of you. Yeah, do, do, go, 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 go. You, are, you have come into oh, use... Yeah. You have uh, come into use. Mansfield Town defender Aidan Flint has extended his contract at the One Call Stadium until the summer of 2025. The club is delighted to announce. 2025? Wow, great news. That is good news. Yeah, I mean, I know Sarah, who I work with, will be absolutely delighted. Um, (laughs) See, we signed a striker. Yeah, uh, there you go. We have signed a striker. (laughs) Well done. Do you know what? That that does... it, It does... (laughs) you think that might have an adverse effect you think who knows a positive effect, a positive effect yeah. who knows wow interesting though i mean you've got to be honest let's let's take the lee gregory um part of the equation out cam for a second and look at that obviously um He's extended his contract till the summer of 2025, which is great. Obviously, has been captain for us this season since um, Alfie Kilgore's injury. And he has been the pillar of our successors on the pitch. And to be fair, being a, a Mansfield lad and things like that, we know he's capable of playing at a higher level. And if we are wanting to, to get promotion this season, which I still very much think is the aim, we need somebody of his calibre to, to carry us in League One. And if we continue his job mentoring the likes of 
um, Lewis Brunt, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because in contrast to the situation two years ago when we signed John Joe Tool on a longer contract, there weren't clubs in for him. We've not offered him stupid money from what we can what we can tell. We might have done, we don't know. But what it's done, it's given us a little bit of security and actually it shows that we're committed about developing and building rather than just getting in on the act. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's crucial that we've managed to tie him down longer because to regard, obviously promotion is the, the target this season. If we don't, there's not a cat in hell's chance we'd be able to keep hold of him. He has been absolutely immense and we have got the best defensive record in the league. So no doubt he'll end up in the team of the season at the end of the season and somebody will come fishing for him. And we've been guilty of this in the past where we've had our best players. I think the one that sticks out the most is probably Matt Green in the conference days, not tying him down to a contract and then he's left for nothing. And I get, right, we've not paid any money for Flint other than maybe a signing on fee and his, and his wage, which isn't going to be as much as what it would have been for when he was at Stoke and, and Chef Wednesday. But it's still going to be, we're not going to be recouping anything. So getting tied down to a new contract and then see where it goes. If we're in if we're in League One next season, great. We've got a solid linchpin in that defence. And if we don't, then we've got a solid option at centre back for to, to mounting another charge in League Two next season. It, it gives us options. Can I just say I think it's another masterstroke from Nigel. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree. Actually, I think he's he's built well, and he think he, he's known what he wanted. Wants to do and yeah. having players like Flint back there, I'd agree. It's it's about it's it's exactly what Clough has done since day one, and that's build for the for the future. Yeah, and and that's a quality quality signing that is, real real quality, and it means a lot because obviously he wants to stop. And that's we hear from thing, isn't it? Should oh. we hear from what he said? Oh right, <laughs> you got some <laughs> more news. I can't give you the audio, but. Uh... Speaking to MansfieldTown.net, Aidan said, I'm delighted to extend my stay at the Stags. I'm really enjoying it here and loving uh, and love everything about what this club represents. Since I arrived here, I've been made to feel very welcome by everyone at the club and I feel really settled. I'd like to express my thanks to the chairman, chief executive and the man- manager for extending my contract. I never knew you could read. Brilliant job, mate. Well done. Uh, no, seriously, that is, it, I think that's... Everyone's going to be expecting a, a striker coming in, Cam, and everyone's, that's the news that everybody would have wanted to see. But if you could have chosen any other piece of news, that was it. I'll take it. He had a mouthful of tea then, didn't he? Never drink tea it. when I'm asking you a question. Uh, Jim, <laughs> let's let's stay on the Aidan Flint thing for a second. Obviously, obviously, we all, all said 2025, like it's that... Too far in the future. Let's not forget that's the end of next season. But still, it's a great, secure bit of business. Well, I think he's been our best player this season, to be honest with you. He's so influential on, it's not just his own performance, but the entire team around him. And that defensive record, is, to me, is a lot down to him and his leadership and experience. And yeah, it's fantastic. He's still doing it. He's, he, he strolls that division, doesn't he? With his eyes closed. And he probably could lead one, so... Yeah, it's good. And it, it bodes well for attracting other people as well, doesn't it? You know, if you're tying down players like that, you know, we're, we're an attractive club to come to at the moment. 
Yeah, we are. And uh, hopefully, uh, Alan, it's the first of many contracts to, to be renewed because as much as we do need to bring one in, in that forward area, um, just to cope with what inevitably will probably be Reese Oates out for the season. Um, not confirmed, by the way, by anybody in any shape, way, shape or form. It's That's just a presumption on my part there. But um, having Aidan Flint there it is a bit, a bit of a draw as well. And it just having those extra players to, to sign, it's like we keep saying, it's about putting those building blocks in place, regardless of what division we're going to be in. Yeah, and with Aidan, you know, whether he went to uh, Nigel or Nigel went to him or however it came about, it's a certain positive for the club. And you think you think at the end of the season, if and when we get promotion, what happens to Lewis Brunt? Now, if Lewis Brunt goes back and Leicester think, oh, they're in League One and look who's signed for another year, you know, under his stewardship, you know, it can only be a good thing, I think. And people will see that too. Oh, well, like Jim said, Mansell's an attractive place to come. Let's uh, let's see what they can offer. It has so many layers to it. That's uh, that bit of news today. That's absolutely uh, brilliant. Uh, keep your comments coming in on that and all things uh, elsewhere. Uh, we will go back to talking about Lee Gregory and uh, bringing him in uh, after the little break as well. Because we were just about to talk about that and then that news hit and we all thought it was that. And then we've all ended up in a bit of a tiz. I love it in the January transfer window when uh, news happens, when either we're just about to go live or we are live. It's great. I uh, love that happening. It's been happening for seven seasons now. Long may it continue. Uh, Andy in the comments, Jim says, Flint, Kilgore and Cargill, all good enough for League One. Uh, let's not leave Elliot Huey out of the, that as well yeah. when he comes uh, comes back. You have to say, regardless of the Flint thing or whatever, we've built a squad which is capable for, for League One and we just need to add those extra, uh, tie those extra laces uh, together in terms of the other players that are out of contract in, in the summer. You're Ollie Clark, you're George Maris's. There's a, a fair few. There's more than what you think, I think. Mm. And Hewitt and Kilgore are sort of two best players last season, weren't they? And we saw what those to come back. So, yeah, it's all good. Um, we're not far off. I, I think the right one or two additions and we're, we're title challenges very easily. I don't understand any sort of negativity, really. It's, if you can't be positive this season, you never will be. Yeah, I completely, uh, completely concur. Right, uh, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back. We'll talk more about uh, a potential signing of Lee Gregory. We'll talk about a potential signing of a striker and we'll have a little look ahead to our upcoming fixtures as well. As always, this is the place for you to have your say on your team. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're with the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. Uh, someone in the comments, we were talking about Lewis Brunt before the break, says his contract's until next summer uh, with Leicester. We could possibly uh, sign him. Um, he'd certainly be one that I'd keep on my radar, but uh, as they say, never fall in love with a lone player. Um, as is always the norm at this time of the season as well, Cam, uh, you get a rumour about one player, then it goes a little bit quiet and, and things like that. I think we live now, don't we, in an, in an age where me and you are more used to it than these two alongside me, which I was saying the, the, with the Ow. greatest bit of respect meant. You Ow. know what I meant, and they knew what I meant, don't you, start? And but the social media age, when there's rumours swirling around, I don't think it, it, it helps your cause in January. It just unsettles things and just puts people's minds racing. And I'd much rather it... I'd very much have to bite my tongue sometimes. The only time it's true is when the official club channels say it. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, there's, there's your reputable... reputable sources uh specific ones individually um usually it's just like when for example someone like lee gregory you're gonna hear it from a source closer to chef wednesday than you are from mansfield because there's just more coverage sheffield wednesday are one of the biggest clubs in the country regardless of the division they're in there's a lot of people that take an interest in them in the media um as much as i hate it the sheffield star um, that'd be one of the first places to hear if it was going, and there's just not really been anything. Uh, and the bonus of living up here is obviously you just see a bit more of what's happening, and it, it just seems all quiet. It, it doesn't seem like if it happens, it happens brilliant, but if it doesn't, I won't be surprised because there is just no rumblings about it, particularly up here, other than spill offs from whatever's come up from Mansfield. Somebody today, aren't they? A centre forward from is it from France? Yes, and that was supposedly the catalyst. Yeah, that's what started all the rumours again, weren't it? Or it seemed to be. The only rumour, the well, the only thing that is 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 concrete is the truth, and that's when he's got his Mansfield scarf. He said, "I can't wait for one of the fake Twitter accounts to dig out the photo of when he first signed under David Holdsworth. What some twelve years or so ago, back in the conference." Scored in his debut against Southport and then quickly disappeared off the radar. Had about four loan spells elsewhere, and this is why was this one of the other reasons why I thought he probably wouldn't want to come to Mansfield Gym. To be fair, because we gave him his chance, we gave him a game, he scored a goal, and then we didn't give him a chance to, to develop and, and quickly up here, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, the revolving door was very much in full effect. Different club now, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think football moves on quickly, doesn't it? And it's a long time ago in his career as well. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think that will register too much with him now. You know, it's a bit different, different set of people at the club now, really. So I don't think that will really affect him. If 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 he's going to come, I mean, watching Nigel's interview, he said there's two or three people on his radar. If you read, the, if you sort of read the script from the full interview, so I don't know if it is Lee Gregory, it is, but I suspect there'll be it'll be people we haven't even thought of. That's usually the case. How yeah. important is it, Alan, to to keep our focus and just focus on? on the pitch and the next game that that's coming up because realistically we lost our last game 
um, we need to bounce back and we need to, to keep the pace. It's irrelevant about who we might sign, who we linked with, whose car has been seen in Sainsbury's car park, who's got a friend's dog walkers, next door neighbours, cats, sisters, uncles, um, cows, brothers, cousins, son, uh, who's heard from the next door neighbours, flight attendant, sister, cousin, that such and such is signing because they've seen him at this, they enrolled their kid at a local school. All of that is absolute bullshit and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, does it? So, and that's about as, that's about as strong as what the rumours are circulating in, in social media. We need to focus on supporting the, the players that are signing contracts to Mansfield Town Football Club and allow the management and their staff to do what they do best. That's it. What will be, will be. But I think it'll give us that extra boost and that extra push now for Saturday. Knowing the, uh, you know, with the Flint situation, I think that's just the extra boost. That's an excellent signing and an extra boost for Saturday. And I just hope uh, Mr. Swan gets a full 90 minutes if possible. Yeah, Alan's calling for 90 minutes for, for Will Swan, Jim. We were just about to talk about that before the Flint news broke, if memory serves me correct. Not that I can remember what I was saying two minutes ago, let alone 20 minutes ago. Um, old age, you see. 33 next Thursday. Make sure you join us. Party time. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Swan. See? Old age catches up with you. Um, it's one of those things now, isn't it, where we desperately want him to be the player that he was last season. I revert back to two things. One, the fact that we're a year or so on and we played a completely different style of football to what we did when he was scoring all of his goals. And two, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because if you give him time and he doesn't produce, you're on his back. But then if you don't give him the time, you're on the manager's back because you've not given him time. And things like the Central League and fixtures like that, don't see. we're not hearing a lot about them at the minute. So those minutes and that potential for, to get them time is there so what do you do do you gamble and give him time or do you stick with the likes of Aikens and Bowery and put somebody else in at right back because you've got to queue at people that are knocking on the door at right back who are arguably more deserving and more um more effective than what Will Swan is at this moment in time I mean we're away on Saturday and I think an away fits just perfect for Swan if you're going to be more on the counter attack you know I think that's ideal for his game. And we, we know there's a class centre forward in Swan, we've seen it. So, you know, enough to give him a three, you know, four year deal. So I, th I think you give him time. I think he will come good. I think he's starting, he seems to be better than he was at the start of the season. The rumour I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't want to pry too much into the last private life, but the rumour I heard was that he'd split up with his girlfriend in the summer and he was out on the razzle in Nottingham every night. And that's why his performances weren't very good. I don't know if it's true or not. But um, he seems to be, I think, better than he was at the start of the season when he's come on. I can confirm that Jim heard that from his next door neighbours, dogs, uncles, sisters, aunts, primary school, primary teachers. No, I can't remember. <laughs> Otherwise, what I'm trying to say is rumour. Rumour, yeah. Rumour. Um, Cam, on that point, though, in terms of uh, giving him a four-year deal and things like that, good players don't become bad players overnight, do they? And, you know, we've still got, it's not a write-off if he doesn't come good this season. For me, I, with Will Swan, I would be looking at the, the far bigger picture with him. We've got another three seasons of him after this one. Let's get somebody else in that can come and influence on our short-term period of the rest of the season. And let's drop him down a level, similar to when James Gale gets fit as well. And, um, yeah, um, it's, it's, one of, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it, develop it, him in order for our better future. I I don't want just like want to make comparisons to players in the past, but for example, this is what we were saying about players like Alistair Smith, James Gale, uh, James Clark, sending them out on loan uh, and developing in. Uh, developing them rather than just making them play. I think Swan's good enough to to keep around the first team. I think if you if you had to send somebody out on loan if he was fit, you'd probably look at James Gale more than anyone. But it it, it, it does nobody any harm if you've got the bodies to be able to send somebody out on loan. So, for example, next season if we got promoted and we wanted to send Swan out on loan to another League Two club. Fine. No problem with that. I, I think that would do him the world of good. I think when you're a loan player, I suppose there is that little bit less pressure because you're not that team's player. All right, they're paying you the wage and you've still got to perform. But if things don't go great, you're not like you're going to be frozen on the bench constantly. You're just going to end up getting recalled and probably sent somewhere else. My and sorry, it's it's a it's frustrating because we know the quality that Swan's got, and like you said, we're not playing a hundred percent the same style of football. But same again, when Swan has had the opportunities, and he's had plenty, he's not produced, and that's on him. Could you do the oats roll? I don't. I don't it's think... sharp enough, isn't it? See, the, the thing is, at the minute, I think we're at this point in the season with him now where he could do it, but then that's learning a completely different game, and it's not doing him any any favours. Nigel Clough's giving him little tidbits here and there, five minutes here, ten minutes there. It's not necessarily enough. We don't know whether there's a, a deep line fitness issue. We just. We just don't know because Nigel Clough is very coy when it comes to that. That or people aren't asking him the questions. Completely different conversation. But it's it's a thing now where you have to sort of weigh up how do you get the best out of the player, but also how do you get the best for our future? Because I don't like being presumptuous, but we are in a position now, we said it last week, where if we don't get promoted this season, then there is something seriously wrong. So as we sit at the minute, we are looking about building our future and building towards competing in League One next season. And a confident Will Swan, I think, would thrive in League One, but we have to get him confident now. I don't think the way to do that is to give him five, ten minutes here, five, ten minutes there. I think it's to accept that we've lost him for this season and put him in that development category and then bring him back into the fold next season, like we might do with Anthony Hartigan, for example, who's obviously out on loan. At, at, at Bar- exactly at uh, Barnet this season he, but in order to do that because we've got this injury situation you've got to bring somebody else in I genuinely feel that if Reesoats hadn't got injured and if James Gale maybe was back a little bit quicker or we may be able to bring another one in with a fit Reesoats Wilson would have gone out the door so I want you now to role play and pretend that you're Nigel Clough and I want you to decide what you would do, considering what I've just said. Do you five minutes here, ten minutes there, short term, and see what happens? Or do you go, he's not the right player, I need to look after him and his, men- his 
mental well-being in terms of like his development and his want and desire to play 90-minute regular football because at the minute, I, as the manager, can't give him that. And then do you, and do you look to get him out to a, co- a team that's competing at the top end of the conference? <coughs> Slightly disagree there. I would, if I was Nigel, and it's only my opinion, I would take Will Swan, you know, if he's had a good training week, whatever, take him to one side and say, look, we know Reese could be out for a while. This is your big chance to step up. We haven't got Mr. Gregory or whoever in just yet. I'm not saying we won't get him in, but it's your big chance now. I'm going to put you in the start 11, give him a bit of confidence. You're going to start on Saturday up, up front with Lucas Aikens or whatever, you know, and let's see you do the business. That's Jim? what I would do. I would hit Tom. I mean, I really All right, like... Natalie and Brulee, yeah, calm yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think a bit at the end of the day, like you say, a manager's got to make a decision. We know how good he is, and I certainly wouldn't want to lose him long term. But the fact of the matter, he hasn't done it this season. He has looked off the pace and lightweight. Um, I tend to agree with you, I think I don't think he's going to really do it this season, in my opinion. From what, Even though he is getting back, I think, mentally to what he was, possibly, but... The form's not there, and um, yeah, I'd, I'd want to keep him long term, but I think this season's a write-off for him. I think. Cam, what about you? If you were in that situation, if you were Nigel Clough, given the scenario that I put to these two, what would you? Which way would you be uh, be swaying? Oof, I don't know. It's a difficult one, but I'm I'm very much on the fence. I'm I'm torn. But um, sorry to use the same joke again. Um, I, I I don't know. Everyone's a football manager. Yeah. Everyone's a football manager. It's a game of and opinions. That's right. It is. But like you said, the only, unfortunately, the only opinion that matters at the moment is Nigel Clough's and Andy Garner's and, and um, you can't remember his name, can you? In them we trust. Yes, we do. Like, like you alluded to, until we sign a couple of strikers, he's not going anywhere because we need him. Yeah. But I mean, also, if you look at play, I mean, Reese Oates when he was at Hartlepool, I think he. He barely scored in the first half of the season, and his second half of the season, he got about twenty goals, didn't he? So players do have, you know, patches in in the same season. So, but I mean, Nigel will know more about that than than we will, seeing him every day in training. But from what we say at the moment, he's not he's not produced this season. But it'll depend on who comes in. I think still a very long way to go in football in terms as well of of the season. A lot could happen. Uh, somebody mentioned earlier in the comments, uh, Cam, about Mr. Boateng as well. He's not been seen for a. A fair few weeks, but it was on the bench on Saturday, mainly probably due to uh, injuries and, and people missing. He's one which, you know, I don't think we've, we've talked about it over and over again, but it'd be no surprise if we saw him go out and it wouldn't be that much of a loss because if, if any area we could afford to, to lose a player uh, in terms of an outgoing, it's midfield or defence. That's the area where we are so luxurious with our options. It's a bloody change. Um, because, um, yeah, to totally honest, you know, if we did a swap with Barnet and just said, Hey, you, you can have Boateng, we'll have Arctic. Oh, back. yes, please. Fine by me, yes, please. We are crying out for a dead ball specialist because I'm sorry, we've got a free kick in the last 10 minutes at home against Crew and Bailey Bloody Cargill. Is the one that has to bloody step up and take it. It was a good. I'd left at that point. What happened? It was a good effort. It was a good effort. It was on target. The keeper had to make a save. But the fact that Bailey Cargill, a centre back, has had to take a free kick, 
in the dying embers of a game to rescue a point speaks volumes uh, that, to me. Sorry, sorry. At that point, um, Bailey Cargill identified as a free kick specialist uh, and not as a central defender. Please uh, respect his pronouns. Two things. He might have been the one that's the only one with the confidence to do it, you know, to have a go. And second thing, that might be something that's in his locker that we don't know about. Because he got a in left form. Get Flint. Absolutely twatty. That's, uh, that's basically what everybody wanted, though, into Aiden Flint's step up. Come on, Christy, where were you? Uh, always sending sending forward for a corner. Why not? It'd be uh, hilarious. Uh, right. Uh, let's focus, Jim, on uh, upcoming games. We'll do podcast predictions in just a minute. Uh, but like we were saying earlier, the importance to bounce back uh, is very much there. I like the fact that we've we've got the opportunity to bounce back away from home because our away form is is better than our home form. Um, but also, it's it's not going to be too much of, of an easy ride. They've lost a few of their loan players that have been recalled by uh, parent clubs. They've, they've struggled to keep hold of players, but they're still a squad that have got a fight and a grit and a t- determination about them. And I was speaking to a, a Morecambe fan the other week, and even though they seem a little bit down about their situation, actually they're standing in the league with a few good results could catapult them up there. So they've got it's wide open, like we've been saying for. Uh, for weeks, so it's not a it's not an easy game. It's it, don't take this for granted. Almost like we did a little bit with the crew game. To be fair, I don't think there's any easy games anymore in this league. I really don't. I don't think we've had one easy game this season. Not really. You know, if teams can't play, they'll they'll get organised and they're fit and they'll give you a scrap and make it hard. But we're away. We like being away. I think uh, the crew game will you know rally everybody together and they'll want to be key to sort of come out punching and. Um, I'd be disappointed if we don't get a point, but it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd fancy us to get at least at least a point. Is there an added pressure on us, Alan, to come away with three points, given the fact that we lost our previous game? Only our second defeat of the season, as we say, but when you're riding high in the lead, the last thing we want at the minute with this fractious mentality that we've got, uh, that, that comes historically with being a Mansfield fan, there's a... For me, there's that added that adds a little spice and a bit of venom of pressure. Yeah, because if if you think about it, after the last two games, you would have expected us to possibly either lose or draw at at Stockport and beat Crew. Theoretically, that didn't happen. We we beat Stockport. All ends up as we know. We lost to Crew. Fair enough. But I think it'll just spur the boys on. I do. I think we'll uh, go and win Saturday. Definitely. Cam, what about you? Is it? Yeah, um, to be honest, you think back to, geez, going back a while, was it August when we played them? Yeah. Uh, you go back, you go back all that way, and they were probably one of the worst sides we've played this season. And then they just went on a miraculous run that propelled them right into the top three momentarily and then lingering around the playoffs. And then they just fell off again, which. To be honest, for a club like Morecambe, same again, they're still punching way above their weight in League Two. I get they've been, you, for me personally, watching football for the last 20 years, you're looking sort of like Morecambe are a relatively well established football league club, but they're not. 
they have to be bankrolled every season. Otherwise, they just wouldn't exist. So for them, they're probably just quite happy to be lingering around in the top half still. And so it's frustrating. Like we said before, like you said previously, Craig, you don't want to fall in love with a lone player. No. um, Michael Mellon, what a player he is. And he's going to be a big loss for them. But we've got to take advantage of that. They're going to be down down in the dumps because they've lost their best player. And then we've just got to take advantage of it. And Aiden Flint needs to take Farron Rawson clean out because it'd just be funny. Oh, dear, don't get me started on him. Uh, apologies, by the way, in that last uh, comment before I threw it to Cam that you probably couldn't hear me as well. I had the wrong fader up. Uh, I've got the mixing desk here. So I wasn't looking what I was doing. I've, lo- I've lost get- that. I've lost that skill. It's been a long time since I've been in a radio studio. All right. So, you know, I don't, didn't need that when you had headphones on, did you? You know? when I was commentating, didn't need it. Didn't need to press all the buttons. It's been a, a long time. Like I said, old age. Uh, Carl in the comments has said uh, on the Hiram Boateng thing, people forget how much of a big player Boateng uh, was towards the back end of last season, scoring important goals to get us fighting towards the playoff spots. Um, like Will Swan, it needs a run of games. Five or ten minutes here and there isn't good enough. Hasn't got any time to make an impact. Both good players when fully fit and full of confidence. I think on the Boateng situation, though, and I mean... I don't want this to sound like it's a, a vendetta against him because it's not. I think for me, Alan, the, the difference between this season and last season is um, we've got more options in midfield and they're better options. They are better options, which we didn't have last season. We didn't have Aaron Lewis. We didn't have Lewis Reed because he was injured. You know, we didn't have uh, Ollie Clark fully functioning. We didn't have Stephen Quinn for for a while. You know, we we now have a more depth of, of options. Yeah, I would agree. I'd I'd also agree with Carl. You know that it's like Swan. He hasn't been given the game time because when they, it, if you revert back to the podcast when Pimmy and uh, Boateng signed, I was raving about both of them. You know, saying, "Oh, what what fantastic signing!" Can remember when they played for Exeter? Pimmy, you know, a lot of people were, you know. Di- uh, not joined at the hip with him last year, shall we say. But look how he's come on this year. Now, Boateng had a reasonable end to the season, but he hasn't done the same this year. But I think it's because of the game time. And he's also had some injuries and uh, some, uh, you know, like he's had a young child and he probably doesn't live up here. To be fair, Jim, as well, you know, it does go back to that whole game time thing. We said it at the very start of the season when we knew we had a big squad to manage. It is one of those things in football where if you've got a big squad, players who are good quality players on the day, some of them will be kept out. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you know it doesn't pan out the players at the clubs. It doesn't mean he won't go to another club and have a good good spell there. But you do get the feeling it's just not it's just not happening for him. It was, and I mean we we worked it out like you say we've got sort of six seven options you'd put in ahead of him, and he just doesn't seem to just doesn't has it happened for him. And, um, yeah. Plus the fact that you you know it's usual case you don't change a winning team. No, that's right. And to be fair, if he's not got the time, it, it, that sort of tells a little bit of a story on how he's performed around training. And you know, there's a reason. I mean, if he was ripping it up in training, he'd be in the team. So certainly would. Well, uh, only time will tell on that one. And talking of time, we are running out of it, so it's time to uh, play the second best jingle ever heard on the Mansfield Matters podcast. The first, of course, Alan was... Biscuit jingle. One day he will sing it when I throw it to him. 
So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? It's the guessing game that brings you zero fame. But to be the best, you must outguess the rest. So will they win, lose or draw? And what will be the score? In the League or Cup, you just make it up. Because they're just works of fiction. It's podcast predictions. Will they win, lose or draw? When I wrote that jingle, I desperately wanted Alan Wilson to sing it, but he so far hasn't, and we're stuck with that horrendous version uh, of the jingle, which we play over and over again. Right, two games to look ahead to, Cal, obviously, Morecambe on Saturday, and then the rearranged game with Forest Green on... Uh, it is Forest Green, isn't it? Yeah. Right, on Tuesday night, where home fans can, will be in the North Stand for the first time uh, in a while as well. Uh, and in order to for that to work, it is keen to we are keen to stress that... It's not. It, we want new fans to come and more fans to come through the gates rather than just people transferring the tickets across, which I've seen a, a few of. So it's imperative that happens as well. It will also, I believe, happen against Sutton later on in the season because of their low travelling numbers. Uh, more on that in a little bit. They're obviously Forest Green. Um, Troy Deeney now their their head coach or manager or whatever job title he wants to have uh, today. Chief Vegan, whatever. Um, he's desperately trying to get them back up uh, the table and steer them clear of uh, back-to-back relegations. We'll come to that game in a, in a minute. Uh, but first, Cam, I want your prediction for Morecambe, please. Uh, we've got a relatively good record at Morecambe, haven't we? Um... 1-1 last time we played them. They've got Faz yeah. Rawson at centre-back. Come on. They are very good at home, though, apparently. <laughs> They've got Faz yeah. Rawson at centre back. Come on! <laughs> I'm sorry, Faz Rawson versus Aiden Flint. Mm, mm, it's not hard. Um, sorry, Faz. Lovely bloke. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll always love you, Faz. Thank you. Um, I hate... I'm going to go three nil again. Three nil Stags win. We've done it two at once. I think we'll do it again. I think we need to. We need a big result to bounce bounce back after the disappointment of last Saturday. Because otherwise, I think the world will fall in over Mansfield. Most probably. Uh, man of the match? <sighs> Flint. There we go. Right. Alan, you're next. Morecambe. Morecambe, nil. Mansfield Town, two. Giorgio Mauricio. Giorgio Mauricio. Didn't know we'd <laughs> sign someone new. Jim. <laughs> Two-1 win. Um, I'll go Aiden Flint. Man of the match. Aiden Flint. There we go. Copied. Uh, I am going to go 6-1 win. Um, and I'm going to go for man of the match I'm going to go for Lucas Aikens I'm going to back him Lucas Aikens hat-trick it's going to all, all pop off who needs a striker when you've got Lucas Aikens uh, scoring a goal uh, I'm sorry what Craig who, who, are, who are you <laughs> look I don't know what you're trying to say what has happened since Pessimistic the end of last season like we're doing well but Jesus What's happened? Listen, I'm going to Morecambe on Saturday. If we don't win 6-1, I'm going to be annoyed. It's a long way to drive, right? No. Um, I don't know. I've just got this feeling. We're going to batter someone at some point. I'm, so I'm, I'm being bold. Yeah. I'm going to go for a 6-1 win. Uh, in terms of Forest Green, by the way, I'm going to go for a much subtler uh, 2-0 win um, with Christy Pym as man of the match. Uh, Jim, you're next. I was going to 2-0 uh, and Davis man of the match. PKD, Alan. 3-0, Stags, Brunt. There we go. And Cam, finishing off with you? Um, oh, okay, no, not really. 3-0 <laughs> th- and... Uh, hmm. 
Ollie Clark. Oh, Clark. A reminder of the podcast prediction rules, by the way, uh, that if your player doesn't get on the pitch for even a second, you do lose two points. So, uh, brave. Can I just say something? Yeah. Um, Nigel Clough, you're a knobhead. Right. Okay. How has Ollie Clark pulled out that performance <laughs> against Stockport and then you drop that all. the next game? It, Why yeah. is that a thing? I think it's injuries, isn't it? If you play him too much, he just breaks, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, to be fair. But he put on real against Stockport and then he drops him for crew. And we just look nothing in the midfield. And Clark could have done an absolute job in that midfield on Saturday. But <laughs> everyone's a football manager, eh? Everyone is indeed a football manager. A reminder of uh, the podcast prediction uh, rules. You must submit your guests no later than one hour and one minute prior to kick off for your selected game. And in terms of the man of the match vote, um, as long as uh, they get on the pitch for one second of that game, uh, you won't lose two points. But if you pick a player that doesn't get on the pitch, you do lose two points. So just a, a little reminder Pick well in your choices, gentlemen. Uh, Cam, uh, your final thoughts on this double header? Obviously, a good opportunity for me to get six points on the board, and no reason why we can't or shouldn't. I, I don't want to just like say we have to win every game, but we're going to a Morecambe side that we beat comfortably earlier this season. They're already down because their best players left, and we are very good on the road. There's no reason. And then for Forest Green. The second bottom for a reason. So we've got to win. We've got to win. Got to win. They were the words of uh, Cam Felton. Jim, your final thoughts ahead of the uh, two double headers? <clears throat> Don't worry, I'm not going to say Hawkins. I know, uh, it's a preemptive uh, one. <laughs> uh, my thoughts are you know, we are arguably the best team in the league. I think, you know, I think we arguably are. And uh, we shouldn't, no one, no, nothing and no one to fear. And just you know, go out and play our best game, front foot forward, no problem. Alan, three words, six points, please. Yeah. I had to do quick maths, and it was indeed three <laughs> words. Well done, <laughs> uh, Cam. Thanks as always for uh, for joining us. Um, we'll are see we doing, you next. Are we doing forest green predictions? I've, right. I'm not for that. I am turning him off. Did we not just do forest green predictions? Well, said, Is it me? Have I written? Have I written them down? He on, said three nil. On that piece of paper, are they on that piece of paper? Yes. Did he predict forest green? This is why I have to kick him out of the show. <laughs> Absolute idiot. Do you know what? And on that on that note, I'm so fuming. On that note, oh, he's not even getting a, a piece of birthday cake on next week's week's show, virtual or otherwise. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Good night. <laughs>
Yes, we'll have cake as well. Don't forget the cards. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Next up, Morecambe. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.